Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Danielle DePorto, and today I'm sitting with the lovely Jess Kent. Jess first burst onto the music scene in 2015 with the single Get Down. I know you've heard it. It quickly became a Triple J favourite and saw Jess quickly gather celebrity fans such as Troy Sylvan, Will I Am, and Coldplay. Last year, Jess even supported Coldplay on their Oceana tour. And she's here to talk about it with us in person. Jess, hello. Welcome to Women in Pop. Hi. Thank you for having me. So I guess let's do this in a reverse chronological order, shall we? Because uh, you're busy right now. Tell we've, me what you're doing. Yeah, we've been we've been busy. It's been a mixture of touring and uh, I've been spending a bunch of time in LA uh, writing for the debut album. So it's been quite surreal and... Yeah, really exciting. It's so exciting. Making a debut full-length album. Tell me what's going on. Who are you working with? What are you really excited about? Uh, it's almost it's almost done. Uh, it's been uh, almost a year and a half now of just writing, writing, writing. Uh, Justin Tranter is executive producing uh, the whole thing. Fabulous. So, yes, he's been just incredible he is a force of nature um and yeah it's been a lot of learning and experimenting in the studio and just trying to uh find that signature sound you know just like find the the sound for the album and also putting a lot of thought into what it is that I want to be writing about and what my messaging is going to be and and yeah Justin has helped a lot with that so tell me, sure. what is it? What is the message? What are the new songs? What's the new sound? And are we going to get any sneak peeks? Because you are <laughs> touring with Jack River soon in September. We Super are. exciting. I'm so excited for that. That's going to be so fun. Girl and power. It's just girl power all round. Yeah, the whole tour. Um, yeah, we're going to debut some new songs. So um, yeah, definitely make it out to a show. If you can make it in any of the cities, we're going to be on the whole tour for the whole of Australia. So that's going to be so fun to play some new songs and, you know, see what Australia makes of the new ones. But, yeah, we've definitely... I mean, you asked me about the the messaging and, you know, what are the songs about. I mean, I think that I've definitely had the time to go, okay, like we did the EP and it was definitely a lot of story right, storytelling and pulling from personal experience and just mashing up a bunch of like strange words and phrases and just how I talk in in reality and and trying to yeah take take from the EP what was what was my little thing and then tr- really thinking about a bigger picture of okay if girl, young girls are going to be hearing this or women uh of any age or um you know I'm just thinking about having a message that counts and so part of that has been being super honest super open to being vulnerable I think that part of being strong is also having a vulnerable side as well um there's stories of yeah people I've lost people I've you know loved um there's stories about being a girl uh in the industry but also just in general um 
and I think that I've kind of it's definitely a pop album but in a lot of ways I've kind of disregarded uh, what's expected as far as the status quo of <laughs> pop songwriting yeah I, I'm okay I, with that yeah no because that's that's really your strength isn't it that you pull from different genres I understand you're very inspired when you're developing your writing skills by country musicians because they're so lyric based I, I get that you obviously had that rock influence growing up, yep. being a guitar-playing badass chick. And now, of course, <laughs> you know, all the R&B, the pop, your music's yeah. just cool. And all those sort of rhythmic, bassy sounds are very now sort of... Oh, thank you. But isn't it all part of the zeitgeist? I feel like it the is. moment we're in is about breaking down barriers, whether it's for the LGBT community, integrating into large society, or women actually participating in life as equals, right. or you know, music blending. Do you see all of these dis- different trends as coming from sort of one movement in society? I think so. I think it's probably stemmed from, you know, it's probably originated from so many different facets of society and um, a lot of... Uh, a lot of what's happened in the last few years with music is, you know, with digital platforms and streaming. And I just feel like the whole industry has globalized so much to a point where it's unavoidable that everybody everywhere is listening to all these different types of things. And, you know, people, artists do have a voice. There's so many new artists out there. There's you know, such a, so much of a closer connection with fans. And so I do feel that responsibility. And I think it's an exciting time to have the power to use your platform. Um, and we're seeing so many women all over the world doing that. So it's inspiring. And I, if I can be the tiniest part of that, I'm so stoked. Like the, that can be my job. That oh, that's so cool. So, what can you do to help other women? What are other women doing to help you? And I mean, how can we take this outside of the music world and apply it to all of the aspects of everyone's everyday lives and careers? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that for a long time women have been pitted against each other, or they've been compared to one another, and you know, there's um, there's a lot of dialogue about things that I don't personally think should be always the priority of appearance or beauty or weight or who's, you know, things that um, I just think that a lot of the rhetoric around um, how we're living our lives is really starting to change. We're starting to talk about things that we care about and who we are as people and coming together as friends and colleagues and just as women, I think we're starting to understand more and more how we're much more alike than anything. You know what I mean? So Definitely. Um, I think there's been a lot happened in recent times, but I do think that there's still a way to go. And, you know, I'm a musician. I do what I can from the from the music industry side. But I, I take inspiration from, you know, like women all over in all kinds of industries and... Um, the list goes on and on, but um, I think there's definitely some, some common themes mm-hmm. coming up. You know, we're starting to we're starting to get somewhere. Oh, we're we're converging for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, the um, wave is just hopefully picking beginning. up momentum. Yeah. Yes, I think it's just the start. Just the start of the snowball. Watch out, guys, at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. 
tell me, you know, when when we write a status or we upload a photo, often, you know, there's going to be tens of thousands of people seeing it. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you're just thinking about those few people, maybe that ex, that, you know, your mom, whatever it is. Right. When you're writing, when you're recording, when you're performing, who is it that you're doing that for? And it, does it vary from one stage of the process to another? Oh, that's a really good question actually you ask good questions oh thanks girl yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah I think that part of me really thinking about who's going to be listening or how how many people are going to be li- listening and for better or for worse you know making a judgment on what I'm about and and so I just I feel that responsibility regardless like for everyone that's going to be listening I I think about my little sister you know she's 16 I think my god you know the things that I things that I wish had existed when I was growing up um you know I think about my mom my friends yeah, you think about exes. I definitely wanted it to feel empowering. And, you know, on the days when I was feeling empowered, I wrote it from that point of view. Mm-hmm. And then days that I felt really, you know, beaten down and and just over it, I wrote about those days as well. So it's all in there. It's just like a super honest time capsule. And I think that it captures the times now for better or for worse for better or for worse hey we all have better and worse right exactly (laughs) so you've got a young sister you just mentioned you've been a musician since before you were a musician since before you can remember so what changes have you seen in the industry for better and for worse are there any downsides Mm. of this empowerment movement of this blending of genres of the of the new digital platforms what's your take Uh, I think maybe the only downside of having so much exposure as an artist now and compared to maybe before all of this is that uh, you're so much more open to scrutinization at every single juncture. You know, it's like now it's like my outfit every day, my, you know, when I break out, I've still got to go to work when, you know, it's like it's a lot more of you know, everything that I tweet now is going to be put in quotation and judged and maybe there's going to be some form of backlash or there's going to be people that don't agree with your opinions. And so I think I have to try to uh, just still put out my most authentic self and just trust in you know what what I'm doing to just go in with confidence. But I think but. In the most part, I think that a lot of the changes have been positive because we're able to communicate so much more openly and and find like-minded people. And I think that girls in the industry um, are starting to um, show a lot more support for one another and we have have the control to to do that as we please now. So Mm -hmm. I think we're, uh, in general, you know, like using our platforms really well I think that like we could do more but as I said I think it's just the start it's just the start exactly and obviously it's a whole different ball game when you've got a public profile when people see you as a celebrity and kind of miss the fact that there's a human being behind the facade but is there anything that you've learned with your experiences using social media that you think the general public other young girls 
can learn from? I mean, sure, I'm an artist and I have a significant number of people watching what I'm saying and doing and making comments on me, but I really think, like, surely everybody goes through this, you know? I, I am just a girl at, when it comes down to it, and I think that a lot of what I go through, everybody goes through similar things, you know? And um, so growing up is hard, figuring out your womanhood is is hard and it's a process, and I'm still figuring it out myself as well and I still have doubts but I just think that that's all that's all part of it and I'm guessing you're going to be like most girls and you're going to have some key sort of anthem songs that you use to pump you up when you're having hard times or to vent with and of course these will be songs that have had significance in your past that just sort of are with you for the rest of your life that you use in those moments. Yeah. What are they? Uh, what I'm are those formative? Cry when I tell you this one. Tell me no, I'll cry too. No, okay. I'll cry well, too. Well, I mean particularly today, I was listening to Aretha Franklin. Oh gosh. Yeah. I was listening to Natural Woman. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Oh my god, that one just got me. I was thinking like I don't know what year I should google when um, when the song came out, but it's just like it was a while ago, and <laughs> I still feel that right deep down in there. And I was like, "Wow, this woman from I've never met her. We're not from the same place. We haven't had the same experiences. But how can she sing a song like that that sounds like it was written for me? It's like just wow, what a song." R.I.P. Aretha. I know. R.I.P. But aside from that, always Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Bit of Rihanna. Bit of the bad girl. Um, new artists, I think Dua Lipa's great. I think Charlie XCX is great. Um, Halsey's pretty badass. Yeah, you're you're not short of talent, strong no. women musicians at the moment. The list goes on. So tell me, what are your dream collaborators, producers, performers, dream venues, anything oh like gosh. that? Uh, yeah, I definitely have some. There's some bucket list places and producers. I've definitely Come on, like put it w- out to the universe. <laughs> Share. I mean, in the hip hop space, I'd love to work with um, like. Post Malone or ASAP Rocky or um, Pusha, Kendrick, um, you know, like some really dope rappers. I think that would be sick. Um, shout out Nicki Minaj. Shout that out. Queen album was fire. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just some like uh, some pop divas I think would just be amazing. Ariana, Dua, I think that, that they all seem like such good fun and hey look you've already had such an amazing burst onto the scene and connection with the highest levels of the industry tell me about your experiences touring with Coldplay and your other sort of starstruck moments well we well one of my bucket list places we already did because uh the the stadium in Sydney like I I played a rehearsal gig at the pub like across the road and that was like my first gig ever to kind of try out the set and then we played a few gigs and then the next one was in the stadium across the road so that was just like surreal really 
just yeah surreal and humbling just because of the sheer just like this is just the universe this is not I couldn't have I couldn't have thought this up in in my wildest dreams I never really you never really expect that you're going to play a stadium you know like especially so early on and on my first EP so it was but it was definitely a lot of fun so I'm I'm keen to to play some more of those they were fun look that sounds like it was a real I've made it moment for you like tell me about other I've made it moments milestones throughout your career because you've come from busking on the streets of Adelaide as a juvenile as a kid yep to now sort of touring with one of the most well-known bands in the world at, you know, filling huge stadiums. Yeah, I mean, there's been... It's a journey. That's a, a far way to come in a short space of time. Well done. Yeah, thank you. It's been uh, it's been like a whirlwind, you know. You kind of just, you're so locked into it every day and there's all, every day is something new and never, never the same day at the office. So you kind of just, you, you don't have a lot of chances to look back and go... Wow, like all of all of those things, you know, because you're getting ready for the next thing, and you know, we've been we we jumped straight off of the stadium tour to touring in the U.S. and uh, and and straight off of that into the studio. Definitely meeting Justin Tranter for the first time. I was so nervous, and then having just an amazing studio session to having him asking to be on the entire project to getting some of the songs that when we had those days in the studio which we'll get to next time you know there's 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 some songs on the album that really have been just really really just watershed moments for me where we actually had one day where we cried because we heard like the first mix of a song and there's there's another song on the album that's just about the LGBTQT community and kind of a different angle on it that I don't think has sort of been written about in a pop song before. And we heard it for the first time and Justin and I just turned to each other and kind of just started welling up because like I, I know how, how far he's come in his career to get to this point and and he now knows my story and we've built this amazing friendship. And so there's been a lot of moments like that that have felt very surreal and and uh, incredible. So we got to listen to bass bumps right now. It is just too cool. That uh, big D energy, love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do I respond to that? Thank you. I'll take that. That song wasn't meant to even be a song. It was like the last week leading up to Christmas and we were all so tired and we'd been in how many sessions per day, you know, and we so we were kind of just like, I was with one of my favorite co-writers, her name is Kennedy, 
and it was Justin Tranter and and we were all kind of like, what are we going to write about today? Like, what would we want to hear right now? And so we just kind of like brought the martinis in. We started playing some like, I don't know, like it was Muramasa and just like kind of, they were like, what did you listen? Like, you know, because they're not from Australia. I was explaining to them the the scene here and the amazing subcultures and like, oh, this electronic music and like this DJ and how fun is this? And, and so we kind of like made a beat and then I tried to do like some kind of like Gwen Stefani thing that just felt really fun and... And yeah, a lot of the ad libs when you hear them, it was literally us in the booth just like yelling and giggling and I don't know, that's what I kind of love about this song is that we just we captured that. It was like I love that. Yeah. I love that. So Jess, I've heard your story and I'm super inspired about how you made your own start in the industry as a young thing busking on the streets of Adelaide, making your own CDs, hustling, hustling, um, knocking on venue doors with a guitar, sort of really having those make or break moments where one gig was the difference between you continuing in this career or not. Like, Mm -hmm. I I love the story. I love the grit, the determination, the entrepreneurial spirit, the hustle that's got you here. It's not something you hear about loads out of young chicks. So where did you get this empowerment from? Tell us about this drive, like share some of that sparkle. I mean, I think it really stemmed out of pure passion. And I think it was just like once I had started going, nothing. it was like nothing's going to stop me. Whatever kind of madness is out there. People said you had to work hard. And I think that I was like, you know, pop star is not, it's not a conventional career choice. It wasn't, wasn't pitched to me when I was in high school it wasn't like oh yeah that's not I didn't think of that as something that you could do right and so I kind of maybe overcompensated a little bit just kind of just every day was just like right like maybe I wasn't in the best financial situation or living situation or whatever but for some reason every day when I woke up it just felt like an adventure and it felt like I'm so excited to find out how far I can go with this and let's just keep pushing and so you know I wasn't the best I wasn't the best singer truly truly I wasn't the best songwriter wasn't great at guitar I wasn't the best uh anything really and um that kind of that pushed me to be like okay well you know you're not gonna really do anything uh you know if you if you don't work hard for it that goes that goes for everybody you know it's it's not like an easy feat and so I maybe overcompensated I love that answer I think that's super inspiring so so moving forwards where does this drive take you what is next for Jess Kent well I'm touring with Jack River in September so that's going to be super exciting. Um, we're putting out my debut album, which is almost finished. So yeah. feels so good to say, hey? We're almost ready. It feels good. Well, Jess, we have to thank you so very much for your time. Absolutely stellar getting to know you, hearing your story. Likewise. Thanks for talking to me. So, listeners, please support Jess by streaming and downloading her music as much as you can. You know you want to. And don't forget, issue four of Women in Pop magazine is out now with Taylor Swift on the cover. Inside, we have interviews with Dami M, Astrid S, Sigrid and Jack River. 
Plus, we also look back at the career of 1980s icon Kim Wilde. For more information, go to womeninpop.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by searching Women in Pop. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.